Hello again. Hello. This is an episode of Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. (laughs) And this is an Encounters episode where we read you your ghost stories back to you. Yes. It's a little different than the regular weekly episodes. This is, as of right now, it's bi-monthly and it's your stories. Yeah. You email us and then we read it to you. (laughs) Easy peasy. Um... I just feel like I have so many ghost stories recently. So many. Oh, fuck me. Uh, It's only 30 seconds into this episode and our our call has failed twice. Oh, my God. And I was literally just saying, I feel like I have so many ghost stories happening recently because Casey, my roommate, who, like, doesn't believe really in ghost stories. She doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) Like, she just, I don't know. She's just always, like, not... She's not super into it when I talk about it. And she thinks it's funny that we do this. But um, (laughs) how funny that we're talking about ghosts. They're real people. So funny. They're real. But she did say the other day that she thinks something's in her room. And that was like really big for her to say. What does she think it is? She just said that she thinks a ghost is in her room. Because she said, I just feel uneasy and I don't feel alone. And I haven't been feeling alone. And I've been having a really hard time sleeping. Oh, my gosh. And she never feels that way. She never gets scared. She, like, is very tough. I wonder what it is. I I don't know. You should sage her room for her. I always keep her. Well, we only have one month, and then we're out. So, But you don't want it to follow um, her wherever she goes. She'll be fine. <laughs> Until she's it's not. not. Follow her. She doesn't listen, so I can say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it just lives in her room. Like, she's not home right now, and... I just keep her door closed all the time because when she was at work and I wouldn't be working like in in the summer when I'm just doing school, um, there were times when I felt like I would see something go by the door frame. So I started shutting her door when she's not home. So I think even without her there, there's always been something. Anyway, my other thing Mm -hmm. ghostly that happened this week was I was FaceTiming my cousin Lainey who lives in Portsmouth, just coming up with a plan for my birthday. And so we're FaceTiming and I said, oh, who just walked behind you? Because I thought it was like my uncle or my other cousin, Kate, or someone. I had no idea she was home alone. And she goes, what? And I said, wait, who just walked? Who was that? Oh, my gosh. She's like, what? 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 And I said, are you home alone? And she goes, no. Yes. Yes. No. And she just she like (laughs) could not compute. And she just got up and she ran outside. (sighs) And she looks at me and she goes, I can't believe you're ruining my life like this. (laughs) And then she didn't go inside for 45 minutes. She was too afraid she had to wait for someone else to get home. I felt so bad. I don't blame her. I I don't know. I wouldn't want to be alone in in a house with something you don't know. Yeah. And she's just like so the wrong person to talk about that with because she gets really, really, really scared. Like she will remember it for the rest of her life. (laughs) I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's funny how like for us, I mean, more so you, it's such a normal thing. And like, yes, it's scary to see or encounter a ghost, but it's more normal for us. And it's kind of like, oh, that was a ghost. Let me process the experience. But where for other people, it's so traumatizing and horrifying. And yeah, she couldn't go back inside to grab her shoes. She was supposed to mow our grandparents' house that live like right across the street. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't go back and get her shoes because she was too scared to go upstairs to get her sneakers. So she mowed their lawn and her flip flops oh. until someone else got oh home gosh. and she could go back inside. Oh, wow. 
Oh, sorry, Lainey. I'm so sorry. And then I was like, well, I'll just start asking you when we're FaceTiming if you're home alone or not. But then she's, and she's always like, no, going to think that there's something else there. Well, that's what she said. She was like, if you always ask me that, I'm always going to be on edge and thinking about that <laughs> moment. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just keep it to yourself. Not say anything from now on. Yeah. Boy. Any ghost, ghostly stuff happened to you over the past week? Uh, well, no, but. I do. I feel like I've just become the go-to person to talk about ghost stories, which I love. So I've had multiple people come up to me and say they have ghost stories to tell me, but we were drinking in Vegas, so it wasn't the most um, conducive environment to tell me yet. So I have people who oh, are lined up to tell me ghost stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got to collect those. You got to remember who said it so that you can go back and Oh, ask. I remember. I don't forget those kind okay. of things. I forget all my traumatic pasts, but I don't forget pe- when people tell me about ghost stories. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I forget some of my own ghost stories and yours. Yeah. Like when we talk about stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot that happened to you. Well, it's crazy because I love, like, I mean, we've talked about this, but whenever people quote back to us, I'm like, did we say that? When did we say that? When did we talk about that on the podcast? I just don't remember anything we talk about. We're just, well, we talk, tw- like, record almost twice a week. Mm-hmm. And then we're just saturated with ghost stories. So sometimes we forget. Yeah, It's like listening to a whole new ghost story all over again. It's so great for us. It's like, oh, my God, that girl telling that story is so great. Who is she? Oh, wait, it's me. <laughs> I was thinking about other people's <laughs> stories, not her own. <laughs> Who is that amazing person? Oh, my God, it's me. <laughs> Self-love is very important. Oh my gosh, you're cracking me up. I'm not going to say I'm not hungover, but I'm also not going to say that I am. So Sabrina was in Vegas this weekend, yeah. so everyone can just live with it. Take away what they what they want from that bit of info. <laughs> Think I'm fabulous. All right, should we start yes. with other people's ghost Well, stories? first we should say thank you to some of our Patreon donors. Oh, oh, yes. Duh. Well, all oh of gosh. them, not some of them. Only a select few. <laughs> Not everyone makes we're it do in our a world. little roulette and just go down the list and pick random names. <laughs> no, we're going to say thank you to all of them because our Patreon donors are what make us get through every single day. They give us reason to do this podcast and to live and not be ghosts yet. And also being a Patreon donor is super helpful because we're an independent podcast and we're not a very large podcast we're pretty small we just are hanging on there so any support we can get financially is wonderful because all that money just goes straight into creating merchandise and better quality for the podcast and just everything we don't sabrina and i don't take anything we take nothing right back into it yeah we don't have salaries from this podcast we are we are so poor help me i'm poor (laughs) Um, so thank you to our mamas and papas of the BEKs, Jen and Xander and David. Thank you to our good luck black cats, Sarah and Alyssa. And thank you to our overactive sagers, Trista, Armando, Jordan, and Danielle. One of my favorite titles, the ill-gotten booty poppers. Mm -hmm. Thank you to McLean, Ignacio, Lassus, Molly, Stephen, Claire, Veronica, Sarah, Lauren, Michael, Rocco, Marina, Anthony, Jordan, Shannon, and Shannon. And thank you to our Devil Hours Insomniacs, those of you who can't sleep during the 3 a.m. to 5 o'clock hours. Jessica, Beth Ann, Brianna, Cassie, Allison, Jamie, Michael, Zvia, Claire, Empowerment Ensemble, Lily, 
Yamali, Joanna, Matthew, Brian, Melinda, Sarah, Zoe, Courtney, Catherine, Holly, Anna, Tara, Alicia, Cecilia, Jen, Hannah, Jana, Jenna, Mary, Rebecca, Lorraine, Chassie, Ajd, Madeline, Shelby, Nikki, Jessica, Tony, Rebecca, Sarah, Eve, Juliet, Laura, Sarah, Jenny, Aaron, Amy, Kendra, Erica, Angela, Jennifer, Alejandro, Robin, Crystal, Sean, Dill, Cassandra, Katie, Sharon, Cassie, Sarah, Sydney, Donna, Victoria, Chelsea, Aaliyah, Dolores, Megan, and Libby. Yamali. And last but not least, thank you to our phantoms. We have Mark Karina, Ridiculous Podcast, Taryn, Pretty Outdoorsy, Caitlin, Natasha, Tater, True Crime Fan Club, Edmund, Caroline, Laura, and Peter. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you times a million because Tanky Tanky. Thank you so much. We are very grateful. <laughs> Sabrina loves you a long time. You gifs of woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I had time, I'd watch that movie tonight. Oh my gosh, I saw Christopher Robin. How was it? So wonderful. Oh, so wonderful. All the feels, my heart just was bursting the entire time. Oh, oh, I love that. I need to go see that. It's just like flashback to childhood. And then I got really upset halfway through because I actually have a Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal and an Eeyore stuffed mm-hmm. animal that I've had for a long time. And since I'm trying to downsize to get into my next apartment, I purged my entire apartment. And the day before seeing Christopher Robin, I donated my Eeyore to the Humane Society oh. for the little dogs to snuggle with. And then I gave my Pooh Bear to Goodwill. And I was like, why? Why did I donate? But it's like the end of Toy Story where he gives away his toys to the little, the neighbor. I know, but they were the only two I had. So I know, but you're making other, you're making a dog and another human very, very happy. And I think that is the important takeaway. Yeah. I just wish I had them back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Just go take them, rip them away from the people who have bought them. The poor little dog in the corner of the cold concrete cage. I'm like, give it back to me. It's mine. <laughs> That's so sad. No, they they have new lives. I can always buy another one if I exactly. feel like I need that sentimental exactly. value of having a children's stuffed animal <laughs> in my possession. Uh, maybe for our anniversary, I will get you a poo in Eeyore, <laughs> which is coming I, up very soon. Yeah. August is very big for us. It's like my birthday, our anniversary, and then your birthday. Yeah, it's a month of celebration and we want you to join in with us all month all year forever and ever it's like halloween never ends with us so join us join our creepy cult come to us come join us you'll be very happy here (laughs) you sound like et or something okay okay let's get into these stories i have i'm already sweating i'm ready to go okay i'm gonna start are you ready Yeah, I am. This is from Hannah. No, wait. Am I reading Hannah's first? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, She says, real life ghost experience from a fellow paranormal lover. Hello, fellow paranormal lovers. I absolutely adore the Two Girls, One Ghost podcast. I love hearing about other people's experiences and stories, and I have never been so addicted to a podcast before. She has joined us. (laughs) I am officially on episode five. That's when this this email was written. 
Um, anywho, I have had so many paranormal experiences and I figured I'd share one of the spookiest with y'all. I guess you could say that I have a sixth sense, so to speak, because I can feel energy and presences immediately upon walking into a place. I also have premonition dreams and visions. It's no wonder I've had so many experiences. I am open and almost a channel for spirits to make themselves known. The incident I want to share in particular happened when I was in high school, and it's probably one of the most terrifying experiences I have had. I was probably around 16 or 17 at the time, and I was babysitting for quite a few families regularly. One family I babysat had a little girl and a little boy who at the time were two and three. For the purposes of the story, I will call them Lisa and Matt. I had been babysitting them since they were a few months old, but nothing had ever happened prior to this night. The night started out like any other. I had fed both of them dinner and was giving Lisa a bath. Her brother Matt was playing in his room. I was sitting on the floor of the bathroom by the tub, and from where I was standing, I could see down the hallway and into the room where Matt was playing with his trains. As I was in the middle of giving Lisa her bath, I saw out of the corner of my eye something come down the hallway. Oh, no. From my peripheral, it looked like a dog. At first, I thought it was Molly, the family's cocker spaniel, so I continued giving Lisa her bath and thinking none of it. It was then that I heard Molly's collar jingle from Matt's room, and I saw her sitting next to Matt on the floor. They only had one dog. As this was processing in my head, I looked into the parents' bedroom, which was also also visible from my position on the bathroom floor. And in disbelief, the light in their bedroom cut on and off, and then the bed skirt lifted and fell as if someone had just crawled under it. Oh my gosh. No. You can never look under that bed. No. Although I couldn't rationalize what I had just seen, I calmed myself and finished the evening as I normally would. I didn't mention it to Lisa and Matt's parents until a few weeks later when a second incident occurred. Fast forward two weeks or so and I was babysitting the little girl Lisa. I had just put her down for bed and was attempting to find something on the television when over the baby monitor, I heard a deep growl. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up and shivers ran down my spine. I then heard Lisa screaming and crying uncontrollably from her room. I mustered up enough courage to go and get her out of her crib, although I had never been more terrified. I didn't see anything in the room, but when I went in, I felt extremely uneasy and unwelcome. I grabbed Lisa and quickly made my way back to the living room, and that's where we sat in the living room with Lisa in my lap with almost all of the lights on for the next several hours until the parents came home. When they finally did make it back home, I decided to mention both incidents. Lisa and Matt's mom told me that she had one similar experience before, but she said honestly she didn't think much of it. Despite my terrifying experiences, I babysat Lisa and Matt for another two years or so. After that night, I never had another experience in the house, and I am still to this day unsure why. I also have no idea what it is that made its presence known those two nights, but I feel confident it was not human. I hope you enjoyed reading about my spooky experience best. A huge fan of the podcast Two Girls, One Ghost, and a South Carolina native with many more stories to tell. I just have so many questions. Right? The growl makes me think it was demonic. But then I get confused by the bed skirt lifting. That makes me think it was an animal. And then the fact that it didn't return, if it was demonic, was it? I I don't know. It reminds me of the reason I picked this. Well, I have a theme with my stories. But the reason I picked this is because it reminded me of the experience I've shared in episode four about my dream and my dad hearing that deep guttural voice and growl Mm -hmm. coming from my sister. It scares me. That's really scary. And I don't know. I just almost think I just have questions about whether it was a demonic entity, which I kind of think maybe it wasn't if it didn't return. But we also know that demonic entities 
can lay dormant for a very long time. True. Maybe it was something demonic and it just kind of was testing to see what kind of person Hannah was, if (laughs) Hannah was going to be a threat to the child or whatnot. Like maybe it was protective or it could have been something. It could have been an animal. Could have been a dog. It could have been. Or maybe it was I don't know. I just have so many questions. And I just hate I that Lisa started screaming and crying. You know, like that's what makes me think it was something scary. Right. And it came over the baby monitor, right? Or am I making up that detail? Yeah. Which scares me. I don't me. know. It must have been something bad. I know. But it's all, um, well, what I hate the most about it is that you're in a home basically alone because you're with young children and you're babysitting them and you're in a home that you're not familiar with and you hear these crazy sounds but you have to be the protector in this moment and it's like but you're also terrified right you can't run away from that spider you have to catch it i'll still run away from that spider (laughs) (laughs) it's just yeah i just don't know what to make of it because it does seem like something demonic but it also makes me wonder why why it didn't return like why hannah was able to go back to that house and not have any more experiences. But she had so many for that short period, you know, seeing someone, seeing the bed skirt lift, hearing the demonic voice, the child being really upset. Like, that's terrifying. And that seems like that's kind of enough energy where it'd be picking up and happening more frequently. Yeah. And I'm just confused as to why it didn't continue. Well, I mean, she also didn't live there. So who knows what else happened? Like, just because she babysat a few times, doesn't mean there was an other activity going on when she wasn't there. That's very true. Very true. Oh my gosh. Ah! I really hope that child is okay. Yeah. I hope they moved. That whole family. I hope they all moved out. Well, as we know, sometimes moving doesn't keep it from following you. You can't do anything to help yourself. (laughs) I'm kidding. You can. Okay. What's your story? I have one. Yeah. This is from Athiana and it's called A Story About Reincarnation, I think. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. I've been listening more like binging, am I right? <laughs> to your podcast for the past two weeks, especially when I'm painting. I love that. Yeah, me too. I wasn't sure about writing this down, but I was listening to an experience from a girl saying her grandpa was reincarnated into her brother in the Encounters Times 2 episode. Also, I recently joined the Facebook group and Sabrina replied to some comments I wrote translating a video and it gave me courage. Yes. So you can do it, girl. <laughs> I hope maybe you'll find my story at least a little bit interesting. We will. Yes. Because clearly I've picked it out to read, so I think it is interesting. And everyone's story is interesting because everyone has a story to tell. Everyone does. And to, guys, continue to send us our emails. And if you don't hear your email, be read in like within a month of sending it. It doesn't mean we're not going to get to it. Yeah. Like the one I'm reading right now is more recent. And the one Sabrina just read was from November. So like, yeah. And we have we like thousands and match. of emails. So like it's, you know, we can't read every single one right away. Right. We try to just pick a little bit of new, a little bit of old, a little bit of happy, a little bit of sad. Yeah. A little bit of scary, a little bit of a little bit of everything. We curate things that are going to be enjoyable for our listeners. Right. Okay. Okay. Ever since I was little, I've been very uncomfortable with the siblings of my grandma and their families. The first time I met them was at the funeral of one of my uncles. I entered the room holding my mom's hand and they all kept staring at me. I was five or six years old at the time and they had never met me, but I remember how shocked they all seemed to see me. Mm. I went straight to my uncle Gabriel and smiled at him. He was the only one of all 11 siblings who was close to my grandma and our side of the family, always bringing me candy when passing by our house and asking how I was. The last time I saw my uncle Gabriel, I was seven years old and was coming back from school. He was on the porch of his house a few blocks away from ours, reading the newspaper. 
I don't remember the next thing, but my nanny at the time who picked me up from school told the long story to my mom a few days later. She said, I saw my uncle and I started crying and yelling at her to let me see Gabriel, that I had to see him and it had to be that day because I had to say goodbye. And this time I wasn't going to leave without saying goodbye. Did you just say something? I just said, oh my gosh. Oh, it sounded like a growl through my headphones. Sorry. My mom was at work, so my nanny had to take me straight from school to home and make sure I did my homework. So she said no, and she dragged me to the house. I like how she said dragged her to the house because it's such a child's memory being like, she forced me to go. She dragged me here. Like I am picking her up from the backpack and just like pulling her backwards. Yeah. Yeah. This was like probably a 23-year-old nanny being like, yo, like, I can't just take you wherever. (laughs) Like you're a child that's not mine. Oh, my gosh. The next day after school, my mom picked up the phone and one of my cousins told her that my uncle Gabriel had died earlier that day. Oh. My grandma and I never got along ever since I was little and I never knew why, but her family seemed so shocked to see me and wanting to say goodbye to my uncle made her more angry at me. Hmm. Everything I did pissed her off, like me sewing dresses for my dolls made out of pieces of fabric that I found. She would yell at me saying how me being born was a mistake, that I shouldn't (gasps) exist and how happy she would be if I were dead. It eventually got to me and a few days before I went off to college, my mom told me the story of the day I was born. The doctors told my mom that she had to go under surgery for a C-section and told her that I would be born on March 6th. My mom freaked out and told them to plan another date. March 6th was not happening. The night of March 5th, she started having contractions. So my grandma wanted to take her to the hospital, but she said no, and she started to endure the pain. When she couldn't take it anymore and thought I was about to go out, she let herself be taken to the hospital, and I ended up being born on March 6th. I asked my mom why she didn't want me to be born on that specific date, and she started to tell me about my aunt, Josephina. My aunt Josephina was the older sister of my grandmother. One of a kind, she worked for herself, spent most of her life without a husband, and read every book she could get her hands on. Most of the books I read when I was younger were actually hers, according to my mom, and by the way, I'm a Hispanic literature student. That's cool. cool. She was a great reader instead of being a homemaker. She worked as a seamstress until the day that she died on March 6th, 1988. I thought it was only a bunch of spooky facts, but then while we were looking for our Christmas decor a few months ago, I found a box full of photographs with a lot of small pictures of me that I didn't remember being taken. My mom then told me that I wasn't the one in the pictures. It was my Aunt Josephina. Oh my gosh. We seriously look like twins, and that's why I think her siblings were so shocked when they saw me for the first time. Later on that day, I saw my mom trying on her old rings, and I told her, Oh, why don't you wear those three rings, the ones you used to wear at the same time on the same finger? Now you only use one. She looked confused and asked me how I knew about those rings, and I told her, You you used to wear them all the time when I was little. And she told me that she had had those rings since she was 14 or 15 years old. But one time she was inside the car with my dad and they got robbed and she threw one of the rings into the car floor, but the robber took the other two. I was really confused because I clearly remember my mom wearing those three rings. I know I never saw it in a photo because my mom doesn't have a lot of photos taken of her. I also knew that that robbery happened way before I was born, since at the time my dad was still around. I don't know if this is related to my Aunt Josephina, but still, it was freaky. Yeah. (laughs) Very. I think she might be Josephina. (laughs) Me too. I always used to think nothing paranormal had happened to me, but lately I've been thinking I'm the paranormal (laughs) thing happening to me. Oh my gosh. 
my mom is 100% sure there's a part of Aunt Josephina inside of me, and that's the reason why my grandma can't stand me. She's a Mormon, and the idea of reincarnation doesn't fit well in her idea of the afterlife. I don't know if this story makes sense to you girls, but it does to me and my mom. There are also other things, not a lot of nice similarities, but still, (laughs) like the fact that we both share an out going personality while the other family members in our family are quiet, mostly introverts. My mom is the one who has a bunch of paranormal experiences. She is very sweet and a sensitive person. Maybe sometime I'll share her experiences too. Lots of love from Mexico and see you on the other side. Athiana. Whoa. She for sure is reincarnated as Aunt Josefina. She's like a doppelganger that came after, like looks like her, knows things like her, personality-wise sounds a little similar to her. I do feel so sad that the grandma can't accept it and is taking it out on her, you know? like Right. She's just a young kid at the time, and the grandma's so aggressive towards her. And I I mean, I get it because maybe she wanted to grieve and just be sad that she lost her sister, but like, wouldn't you – be excited to have that soul back in your life. It's so sad. Maybe, but also if she doesn't believe in reincarnation or anything like that, it could really freak her right. out. And one of the things I was thinking of is that, so Athiana is emailing us about stuff that she remembers, right. she was conscious of, but there very well could have been an incident where she was alone with her grandma and Maeve said some- something when she was really young that was very clear that, that was, it was her sister, Josephina. Yeah. And maybe really, really freaked out the grandma so badly that she just like from then on just was so hostile towards Athiana. Right. But the good thing is, I mean, not a good thing because parts of this is sad, but Athiana said that her grandma is now 94 and showing signs of dementia. And she's gone to see her quite a few times since and said that her grandma is like very truly happy to see her. So I think any of those negative feelings towards her or fear of how many similarities Athiana and Josephina have to each other have maybe dissipated over time. Maybe she is able to accept it now. I know it's sad that she's going through, I mean, dementia is horrible and it's so sad to see our loved ones go through that, but maybe it's allowing her to understand that Athiana is reincarnated as her sister. And she, I mean, 94, she's, she's getting older and, We've talked about this before where just sometimes we hear stories about people as they get a little older or as they get dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever. Somehow their understanding of the spirit world and stuff can very much differ from how they thought about things throughout their life growing up. So maybe she had a little bit of an epiphany or has started being exposed to certain things that made her change her mind. Yeah, yeah reincarnation is so wild because i mean it brings up so many questions i wonder if like there's a reason why certain people are reincarnated back into the same family rather than being introduced in an outside way you know or if like uh her aunt's soul was not done with spending time with these specific people it's like a traveling soul right traveling soul makes you wonder really does all of this makes us wonder it's non-stop wondering all right what do we have next okay I have another story because that's what we're doing here. Okay, so this is from Daniela and she says, personal ghost story. So this is more of my sister's and other family members' experiences, but I truly do believe that my house is haunted. When I was younger, maybe four or five, I used to share a room with my older sister who was four years older than me. Apparently, after I had fallen asleep, my sister was still wide awake watching TV when she clearly saw a man with no legs crawl across the floor in front of our beds. (laughs) 
She <laughs> hadn't exactly registered what it was, so she decided to call out to it, thinking it was my dad just messing around with us. She has not seen the figure since, but I no longer live in that house. She still does because it is my grandparents' house, so she lives with them. Every now and then, she says that she does see a shadowy figure peek out from the hallway to look at her when she is at the kitchen table doing homework. Another story of my grandparents' haunted house is when my aunt used to babysit my older sister and I. She said one time I was lying on the couch facing the chimney when all of a sudden she saw a demon-looking face staring back at her. She was paralyzed for a good 10 minutes. So many of my family members have seen this shadowy figure in my grandpa's house, but I myself oh, no. have not. I hope you enjoy this. Daniela. Daniela, you know <laughs> my biggest fear is anything taking the crawling position. And yes, it just makes me think of a snake and human, whatever they are, even <gasps> if it's a ghost, it should not be slithering on that ground. Oh my God, oh my God, I need to pick my feet up off of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too sweaty though, I can't move. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. I mean, okay, so I picked – the stories I picked this, this week are mostly babysitting related because I just think it is so horrifying to be watching a child and see something unnatural <sighs> like a demon face staring back at you and you cannot react because you will scare everyone around you. All of yours are just – it's it's not even just babysitting. It's like babysitting and demons. This is terrifying. It's like, I'm sorry, I signed up to babysit a child and not a demon. Can you go away, please? Or this pay me never extra babysat when I was little. I babysat only during the daytime, but if anyone was like, we need someone at night and we won't get back until 11 p.m., I was like, well, find someone else then. <laughs> I'm not staying in your house alone when I'm 14 in the dark. No. no I did that a lot. Thankfully, oh I did gosh. not see any ghosts. Could you imagine? You were much braver than me. Wow. Just, oh, my gosh. Ah, I can't get that image out of my face, out of my mind, out of my face. Because you're thinking mind. of the See, demon I'm face. Stuttering. I'm not making sense. I'm regretting not having my mom come tonight because she offered because I was like, we're recording at night and like Aww. Casey isn't here. And I was like, I'm really scared. I always get so scared when we record at night. And she's like, well, I can come down and stay with you. And she was going to. And then I just started getting a little bit of anxiety about how much I have to do tomorrow and feeling like I needed to entertain her in the morning. Yeah. You could have used a babysitter. I need my mom to babysit me. Yeah. Oh, so scary. Okay. Wow. Okay, Daniela. All right. What do we have next? You tell me. I have one. It's from Amanda. Hi, chicas. I've recently come across your podcast and I'm loving it so far. I like how she says so far. Like she could still change her mind. <laughs> and you know what? You are allowed to change your mind, but don't. <laughs> My name is Amanda and I'm a listener from Malaysia. Whoa. I would like to share with you a short story of mine. To this day, I'm not exactly sure how to describe slash label this experience, but I will tell you guys about this and you be the judge. Okay. This experience happened in 2006 when I was living in the Philippines. I was 12 back then and we were living on the 22nd floor. I lived in that apartment for over 16 years and nothing paranormal had ever happened to me, though there were times where my dogs and cat would stare at the corners of my unit. I used to sleep in my parents' room when I was younger because I was always terrified of sleeping alone and being the only child, I didn't have any siblings to accompany me. That's sad because my brother had me living in his room for like eight yeah. years after I watched ET. It does help yeah. to have siblings. One night, I woke up at around 2 or 3 a.m. and I looked at the counter near the window and I remember so vividly seeing a head, <gasps> just a head on the what? counter with blood all over its face and its mouth was wide no. open. I kept rubbing my eyes because I could not believe what I had just witnessed. The head still remained in its position. 
I laid back on my pillow and slept sideways facing the corner of my room, and I saw a little girl sitting in the corner with her head down and knees up. Oh, my god! She was pretty much in fetal position, and I asked her, what's wrong? I know. To this day, I don't know why I spoke to her. She didn't reply. She started moving out of her fetal position and got onto her hands and knees crawling oh, no. towards the bed. <laughs> See, we guys, we do not consult on this. Ah! I actually... Okay. Okay. Well, we picked a theme of the things that scare me the most while I have to sleep alone <laughs> in a half-empty apartment. Jeez. So, wonderful. Scared, I shut my eyes quickly, hoping that I wouldn't be able to see what was going to happen. To my surprise, I could still see her even though my eyes were <gasps> shut. I kid you not, the girl looked exactly like Sadako. Long black hair, white dress with blood. Mm. Each frame, I could see her head no. gradually coming up no. slowly. As if you're about to surprise someone from under the bed. Then her face met with mine. Her skin was green with blood and she gave me the biggest grin. I quickly covered my head with my blanket and quickly switched sides to face my mother. I opened my eyes and I saw her there standing by the bedside near my mother holding a knife. Each position I changed to, I would always see her no matter where I turned. She would still be there. I kept calling out to my mom, but she wouldn't wake up. Finally, I woke up my mom saying that my cat had just vomited on the bed, so she turned on the light to check, and the ghost finally disappeared. My mom then decided to switch the light back off, and I didn't see that girl or ghost again. And I checked the counter near the window, and there was nothing there, no head to be seen. The next morning, I told my mom what I had really experienced that night, and she said that it was just a dream. But I know it definitely wasn't a dream because I remember everything so vividly. I know this story sounds completely made up because it sounds too good to be true. But I honestly don't know what I had experienced or witnessed. After that night, nothing strange ever happened again. And whenever I would wake up around 2 or 3 a.m., I would try really hard to fall back asleep, hoping nothing would happen. To this day, I still remember that little girl's face and the large grin she had and that strange bloody head I saw on the counter. Because of this traumatic experience, I never sleep with the light off. Good night, Amanda. Uh, what? Well, I'm scarred. I can never the... watch anyone crawl, be it a small child learning to scoot its body across the ground or a demon crawling towards your bed. I don't like crawling. This is seriously, I wish we had a warning of like, don't listen to this episode before you go to bed because this is nightmare inducing. This is very nightmare-inducing. Mom! Mom! Do you think that that little girl cut off whoever that man's head was? <gasps> I don't know. I don't. I can't think of these things. It's too late. It reminds me of the movie The Orphan and how, like, I mean, I don't want to ruin the movie, so I won't tell you the twist, but, like, how the little girl was just, like, a killer. But that's literally the twist. No. The twist, I won't say it, but... Oh, oh, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... It, um, I just, I can't, I can't even say my thoughts because I don't want to accept what I just read because once again, I am alone tonight. Yeah. I'm alone. And it's already 10 I am o'clock. right now alone in a massive studio building and uh, I'm going to be here probably till like midnight. So that will be fun. Yeah. We're just, neither of us are in good spots right now. Ah! Okay. Okay. Do you have a different one? I do. do you have a different one? One to end on. Maybe one nicer? Is it nice? Well, no. Yeah. It actually, yes, it is. It is. It says, this is from Jamie and it's called The Sweet Goodbye. So it is nice. Okay. 
Hello, ladies. I hope this message finds you both doing well. We are not well right now, but uh, we will be. We're doing very poorly. (laughs) We are a little scared at the moment. Uh, She says, thank you for all that you do. In middle school, I met a lady that we will call Amelia that I began babysitting for. She had a very sweet, extremely beautiful special needs child that I adored. I babysat Amelia's daughter throughout middle school, high school, and after graduation while I was in college. Before I met Amelia, she survived a battle with breast cancer, and sadly the cancer returned a few years after I met her. Sometime after graduation, our friendship began to suffer, and as I was unsure how to deal with it, I essentially stopped all communication. I'll regret this for my entire life, and even as it was going on, I knew it was, it was a mistake, but I didn't know how to fix it. I love Amelia and her daughter dearly, and looking back, I don't even remember what exactly happened. I mentioned this to emphasize the sweetness of what later happened. Although Amelia's illness returned and her body was slowly losing the fight, her spirit remained strong, fun, and loving. I received a call from her cell phone one day in October. This all took place several years ago. It was her daughter, and she told me that her mom was in the hospital and unresponsive. Despite everything that had happened and feeling unsure of how I would be received at the hospital, I knew I had to go. Her family and friends were all there with her and welcomed me with open arms. I visited for a while, and eventually I went home. This was a Monday, and Halloween that year was the next weekend. I had a heavy heart the entire week and was extremely sad over what was going on. That Saturday, my sister and I were at the store to stock up on Halloween candy for our parents' house. While we were standing in line, I felt the sadness that had been with me all week disappear, and it was replaced with the serenity and peace I had never experienced before that moment and never have felt since. Additionally, I felt someone touch the right side of my face, like a kiss on my cheek. I turned to the side to see who had come up behind me in the checkout line and touched me, and there was no one there. I had this immediate thought that everything was going to be all right with Amelia. I thought it was weird, but I was grateful for for the reprieve and sadness that I'd been feeling all week. My sister and I bought the candy and went back to our parents' house to prepare for the expected trick-or-treaters. About 90 minutes later, my phone rang. It was Amelia's relative, and she was calling me to notify me that Amelia had passed away earlier that day. I was heartbroken and crushed. A few hours later, I remembered the experience at the store and believed that Amelia, despite me not being a good friend for some months, sought me out after she passed away and brought me that feeling of peace and told me that she was okay and not to be sad. She told me goodbye, and I am still grateful for that moment in the checkout line. I still miss her and think of her often, but I know that she is no longer in pain, and I hope she knows how much she means to me. Jamie from Arizona. That's just so wild because she didn't know that she had passed away yet. It's it's those stories yeah. where it's like you have this weird, different experience and something happened to you that you can't quite explain and it feels paranormal, right. but you're just like, wow. But then when you get confirmation later that it was, it's just even more crazy because right. it's like you can be certain what it was, that that's what it was. Yeah. And the feeling of relief and like a lightness that filled her space and her her uh, soul, you know, like I feel like that is a moment that is clearly Amelia trying to say like it's okay and I'll be okay and you'll be okay and I'm I'm not upset about anything. We are friends and I love you, you know. Right. Despite everything, I love you. <sighs> wow, it's just so nice and it's it's so the irony of. People wanting to take care of the ones they love when their loved ones are sick. And yet it's always the ones that are sick or that leave us that end up taking care of us. It's a very beautiful way to put it. Wow. I'm glad we ended on that one. Me too. Filled with love and light in our hearts. So much love and light. We need that. Everyone's going to be sleeping with their lights on tonight. (laughs) You guys. Thanks for joining for another Encounters Thank you so very much. We love being able to do this and sharing stories with you. 
And it's one of the most enjoyable things about our podcast is reading all of the emails you guys send us and right. all of your crazy, scary, or very touching experiences with the other side. Right. And I think it helps other people who might be afraid to share their stories understand that they're not alone and, and recognize that they can they can share their story as well and be okay with the fact that they've had experiences. Right. We have social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. There's also a Facebook group you can mm-hmm. join. It's secret. It's private. So anything you post inside of the group will not show up on your newsfeed to your other friends if they are not a part of the group. Exactly. And another thing, you have to answer two questions to get into the group. So if you are like, hey, I requested to get into the group a month ago and I still haven't been accepted, you got to go back and answer the questions because we accept everyone within, I think, like 24 hours. So long as they answer the questions. Yes, please answer the questions. And then also we have merch and patreon so if you want to sign up and help donate to our podcast to help us grow as a podcast and i don't know do really cool things like create new merch and produce more content and hopefully attend some events yeah. maybe live shows in the future meetups. i don't know some ghost tours haunted ghost tours with corinne and i Ooh, haunted ghost tour meetups right that sounds great so yeah you guys can go to our patreon page and check out all the different tiers we have you can change or delete and edit your patreon pledge at any time and there are tiers that have discounts on merch we do have new merch which we're so excited about i seriously have been showing every single person our merch because i'm I just love it. Yeah, the designs are great. Everyone should go check it out and see if there's anything that you are interested in. And if you do wear merch and want to be added to our collage that's on our website of people repping the merch, just send us or tag us in a photo of you wearing it. Yes. We are so grateful for you guys. Um, please send us your ghost stories, uh, any stories. It could be any topic we've already covered, like aliens or skinwalkers, whatever it may be. We want to see them, read them. We want to read them. Um, email us at twogirlsonegoespodcast at gmail.com. We also are on iTunes and would love reviews. Yeah. So if you think highly of the podcast, go on over yes. if you haven't already and rate and write a review yeah. on the podcast. That helps us stay in the top 200 and helps other people find our podcast as well. As well as uh, word of mouth, you know, the good old word of mouth. Right. And also with iTunes, rating is great, but also reviewing, it does make a huge difference for us in the ranks. The more reviews we get, the higher we get up in the ranks. So do both, rate and review. And we will see, see you, you on the on other, the other side. side. Very spooky.